Father, we love you and we love every page of your blessed word. And we pray now that as we study this, we'll be enriched in our lives and our faith towards you. In Jesus' name, amen. Exodus 25 is where we are. Okay, Moses is up there. Everybody else is separated. Moses goes on up to where Yahweh is. He's given them the book of the covenant, which includes the Ten Commandments. Um, so they have civil and religious uh, ordinances that they're to follow. Uh, now, <clears throat> it goes a little further. The intimacy of Yahweh, he will be in a way that they can understand. He will be with them in, in his presence. His presence will be with them. So here we go. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and have them take for me an offering from every person whose heart inspires him to generosity, and you will take my offering. Now, you know, I would love to have a pillar of fire in the sanctuary some Sunday when we take up the offering. <laughs> And I just stand up and say, now Yahweh says that if your heart is inspired <laughs> to generosity, we want you to give an offering today. So whoever is inspired uh, to give an offering, and this is the offering that you'll take from them. I like this. Gold. <laughs> give me your gold. Silver and bronze. We start with metals. It goes to material, uh, and then it goes to skins, and then to oil. Uh, so let's look at it. You will take the gold, silver, and bronze. All right. They came out of Egypt enriched. You will remember that. The Egyptians were giving them everything they had, just saying, get out of here. Take, take it. Take everything. Just get out of here. So they have a lot of stuff that's really nice stuff. We read that uh, males between the ages of 20 and 50, I think, in the book of Numbers, is that the way it was measured? There's over 600,000 males. Now, that doesn't count men who are, not, who are older or younger, doesn't count children, doesn't count women, doesn't count the mixed multitude, doesn't count the priesthood in, in the book of Numbers, uh, doesn't count several other groups of people. So, you know, as I've been saying, we're looking at two and a half to three million people here. Their camp, I, I was reading a guy uh, this past week when studying Exodus. Their camp would have been something like 40 square miles. It would have taken 312 <laughs> box cars of food a day to feed these people. And I forgot how much water. It was a huge amount of water. Just, just every day, this is minimal food and water. So you can see what a, what a deal. I mean, Moses had to have the help of Yahweh. Uh, they're in a wilderness. They're in a place that's not real productive. You know, lizard burgers kind of run out after a while. Uh, I was reading about how in the Great Depression, deer and squirrel 
became almost non-existent. <laughs> there weren't, weren't any anymore because they got out and shot them and killed them and ate them. So here's the, and I'm not sure Lizard is on, of course, they don't have the, they don't have the approved kosher list of, 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 of food yet, do they? Um, but uh, this was a, man, this was an operation. This was really something. We're looking here. They're beginning to gather material to build the tabernacle. That's where we are here. Uh, and the tabernacle would be set, and we'll see all this when we get there, but to look ahead a little bit, would the, the tabernacle would be set in the middle with three tribes, three tribes, three tribes, three tribes. And if you were on the, according to this man that I was, he had it all drawn out, you know, and if you were, if you were on the, anywhere from the middle to the outer rim of, of your particular tribe in the encampment, you could have been two or three miles away from the tabernacle. That's something in it. Uh, well, it is to me anyway. So, uh, so this is, this whole thing is, is a, is just an, a phenomenal operation that's going on. Now these are, God has declared and they've all agreed to the covenant. Uh, they've cut it with the blood of a sacrifice. And so now they're the covenant people, you know, their constitution has been written, ratified by both Yahweh and Israel. Uh, so, so, you know, they are now officially God and God's people. So God will be with them in their journey, and wherever they are, he promises his presence. And this is the beginning of it, by taking the offering to gather the material to build the tabernacle. Okay, they start with gold, silver, and bronze. And then they go to, uh, to the material, uh, blue, purple, scarlet wool, fine linen, and goat hair. Ram skins dyed red, tachash skins. What did you say, porpoise skin or something? What? Dolphin, okay. Well, tachash, I, I, I transliterated, I just put it in there. There's all kinds of thoughts as to what kind of a critter. Some people say it could be something that's extinct now. Well, listen, you don't know what was left over from the Red Sea being parted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Quick, grab one. Uh, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, Badger skin, okay. See, there's the deal. Not living back then, you don't really know what, what the word means. Tachash. Tachash skins and acacia wood. Acacia wood, as I understand it, I don't, I don't know that I've ever seen or, but I've read that it's hard to rot and it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's easy to deal with, and it lasts a long time. Anyway, oil for lighting, spices for the anointing oil, and for the incense. Shoham stones. We don't know what does yours say, onyx maybe? That's the general opinion of modern scholars, but shoham stones, I don't, really don't know. It was something kind of, it was a precious stone. And filling stones for the ephod and for the breastplate. And they will make me a holy place, a sanctuary, a holy place, and I will dwell in their midst. Well, this is, 
I mean, okay, he's, he's going to be present with his people. They're, as they travel, they'll see a pillar of fire or smoke if it's during the day, a cloud. Uh, but it'll be something that'll be visible to them in a way that God has chosen to make his presence visible, known. I will dwell in their midst. According to all that I show you, the pattern of the tabernacle or the dwelling place, the mishkan, and the pattern of all its vessels, and so will you do. Okay, so here's, here's Moses up here taking notes, right? Noses, m- noses. Moses is taking, <laughs> noses is taking notes. Uh, <laughs> Moses is taking notes, maybe drawing it out. I don't know. Uh, but this whole thing is designed by Yahweh. We're, we're not going to get into this tonight, but everything about it has a very special meaning, and we're going to discuss that as we go through it. Okay, so here's one rendition of, of the tabernacle itself once it's completed. You'll see that uh, uh, there's a, an outer wall all the way around. It's, it's a rectangular thing. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's twice as long as it is wide, I think. Uh, you'll see the, the holy place down there at the end of it. Uh, you'll see the entranceway and the, the laver of cleansing and the, and the, the bronze altar, the, brand, the altar that goes on in from there. And then the holy place and the most holy covered by those coverings, those skins. Uh, so that's, that's the finished product, but we're not quite there yet. They will make an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits its length and a cubit and a half its width and a cubit and a half its height. And you will overlay it with pure gold. From inside and outside you shall overlay it and you will make upon it a golden molding all around and you will cast four golden rings for it. And you will place them upon its four corners, two rings on its one side and two rings on its other side. Okay, so here let's look. This is a rendition. This is a modern version of what they believe. The poles in it and the rings and the molding. Uh, let's see. Let me get me a, a laser pointer here. There we go. Uh, the, the molding around. Um, uh, the poles that we're going to be studying about, the rings for the poles, and so forth. Okay, here's the deal. The brazen altar, the brass altar, is when you come in inside the tabernacle area. And that's where you, you immediately deal with sin. God is a holy God. And so the natural thing that everybody understands once the law of Moses is given and the tabernacle is built, one thing they understand is you just don't fool around with God in an unholy condition. You, you, you follow God's prescribed way and process, and you deal with sin. Make sure your sin is dealt with um, you know, before, you, before you go any further. Where man is is brass stuff. The closer you get to the holy and most holy and the holy of holies turns to silver, which is the metal of redemption. And when you get into the place where the presence of Yahweh is, it's gold. So you can see how, how man is, is depicted and his, 
condition and the dealings with his condition are first depicted with the less, the least of the metals here, but it gets more precious the closer you get to the presence of uh, Yahweh. And you'll make poles of acacia wood, and you'll overlay them with gold, and you'll bring the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark to carry the ark with them. The poles of the ark will be in the rings, and they will not be removed from it. This whole thing is portable. It's simple. It's with, with the priesthood, with, with people, several people together. <coughs> Excuse me. It's easy to put up, easy to take, take down, and uh, it's, it's easy to transport. So as, as God's people move, the presence of God will be with them. Uh, so this is the reason for the poles and the reason that poles will not be removed. Here is another rendition of, uh, of the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant, of course, uh, we're going to see, but this, this part up here, that's the lid, the mercy seat. Here are the cattlemen with their covering wings. Um, this is where the blood is spilled on the mercy seat. This, this in the Holy of Holies, this right here on the Day of Atonement, the blood would be spilled and, and, and splattered on, on the mercy seat, the lid, of the Ark of the Covenant, and the way of God's people in the shadow of the wings. There's a there's a deeper there's a deeper study to be made about the purpose and power of the cherubim. You know, they're not little fat naked babies with wings this long. You know, they're very powerful creatures um, of God. So. Uh, a lot of symbolism here. We'll talk more about that as we go, but this is the presence of God. This is the Holy of Holies. So you have wood overlaid with gold, the humanity and the deity of the Christ. Inside that, one of the things inside that he's going to call it here, the testimony, but it will be the second set of tables. <laughs> Moses, Moses loses his cool on that first set, and so it's a second set of, of tables, the testimony that are placed inside uh, the Ark of the Covenant. So here you have, you have the, the symbol of Christ in, uh, within himself, the law, uh, perfect man and God, uh, carrying and uh, taking care of the law uh, for us in our behalf. And you will place into the Ark the testimony which I will give you. And you'll make an ark cover or the mercy seat of pure gold, two and a half cubits, its length, and a cubit and a half, its width. And you'll make two golden cherubim, and you will make them of hammered work from the two ends of the ark cover or the mercy seat. Make one cherub from the one end and the other cherub from the other end from the ark cover or the mercy seat, you will make the cherubim on its two ends. The cherubim will have their wings spread upwards, shielding the ark cover or the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces toward one another, turned toward the ark cover or the mercy seat will be the faces of the cherubim. So on either end of the ark of the covenant, they're facing each other. Their wings are up and out, outstretched and over this way. So their wings are also coming toward 
the wings of one coming toward and meeting the wings of the other. You'll place the mercy seat on the ark from above, and into the ark you will place the testimony which I will give you. I will arrange my meetings with you there, and I will speak with you from atop the mercy seat from between the two cherubim that are upon the ark of the testimony. All that I will command you unto the children of Israel. So, so Yahweh speaks from the place where he is, where, where his people have been justified and he is satisfied with their justification. The mercy seat is where the blood would be placed, the, the day of atonement, whatever. So this is where he meets with them. Um, and you will make a table of acacia wood, two cubits its length, one cubit its width, and a cubit and a half its height, and you will overlay it with pure gold, and you will make for it a golden crown or molding all around. Make for it a frame a handbreadth wide all around, and you'll make a golden molding or crown for its frame all around. And you will make for it four golden rings, and you will place the rings on the four corners that are on its four legs. Well, this, this is some detailed information about how all of this is supposed to be built. But notice all of the gold. This is where God is. All of this is gold, and it has, it has, a, it has a purpose. It has a meaning. As it's put together... And the priesthood comes in. We'll discuss that a little more. The, the rings will be opposite the frame as holders for the poles with which to carry the table. And you'll make the poles of acacia wood and you'll overlay them with gold and the table will be carried with them. And you'll make its forms, its spoons, its half pipes, its supports with which it will be covered of pure gold. You'll make them. And you will place on the table showbread before me at all times. So here's a rendition of the table of showbread. And we'll talk more about showbread later. We're just, we're just looking at the, at the furnishings right now. The meaning of all of this uh, will be discussed. I don't want to get too far ahead of, of the actual text on things like that. All right, so then. You will make a menorah of pure gold. The menorah will be made of hammered work. Its base and its stem, its goblets, its knobs, and its flowers will all be one piece with it. And six branches coming out of its sides, three menorah branches from its one side, three menorah branches from its second side, three decorated goblets on one branch, a knob and a flower, and three decorated goblets on one branch, a knob and a flower. And so for the six branches that come out from the menorah. And on the stem of the menorah will be four decorated goblets, its knobs and its flowers, and a knob under the two branches from it, and a knob under the two branches from it, and a knob under the two branches from it, and so for the six branches that come out of the menorah. Their knobs and their branches will all be one piece with it. All of it will be one hammered mass of pure gold. And you will make its lamps seven. And he will kindle its lamps so that they shed light towards its face. And its tongs and its scoops will be of pure gold. He will make it of a talent of pure gold 
with all these implements. Now see and make according to their pattern, which you are shown on the mountain. Okay, so we'll look at some more stuff here. Now, uh, this is a couple of those pictures. Uh, listen, this one in particular is an actual picture of a modern day uh, priest, uh, a Jewish priest attending to the menorah. So that's what that one looks like. Uh, here is a rendition of a priest attending to it in the tabernacle. Uh, this one and this one, I believe, are depictions of the menorah as the artist saw them in, uh, in his mind as he saw them in the temple. Of course, the temple is after the tabernacle, a lot of the same stuff and, and uh, meanings of, of what, is, what is there. Okay, so now this is the last slide. I don't know if you can read that or not. Can you read Lord, no. Well, anyway, it's pretty good. I'm sorry you can't read it. <laughs> you, you won't be nearly as enriched as you would have been if you could read it. Uh, okay, so this is uh, what you're looking at here is, is the, the tent the uh, the holy place, um, the framed structure with its covering of layers of cloth and uh, the wall that separates the most holy place. Well, let me use my. This is that's the veil, you know. That's here's the there's the uh, ark of the tabernacle, ark of the covenant. This is the veil of the temple that separates the Holy of Holies from the holy place, uh, table of showbread, the menorah, and other things here. Um, let's see, altar of incense is here. That depicts the presence of the Holy Spirit, of course, and the ascension of prayers, uh, the golden lampstand, uh, the veil that is the entrance to this part of the tabernacle. It's similar to the wall that separates the holy from the most holy place, uh, except that uh, the cherubim are not embroidered on this one. They're only embroidered on this one that separates the holy from the holy of holies here. Uh, this was suspended on golden pillars, uh, as you see. Uh, let's see. The table for the bread of presence, the showbread, most holy place. Uh, we'll cover all of this as we get deeper into the instructions that Yahweh gives uh, to Moses. But this is, um, this, there's so many things to be said here, and I'll just have to develop the thoughts as we get deeper into this. Right now, this is just the offering and gathering of the materials and what the materials are for and how the first things to be made, the measurements to be made. More stuff will be said, and then it'll be told where these things should be placed. And all of this has to do with worship, and all of this has to do with God's intent on being with His people, but maintaining, of course, His holiness, and showing the importance of atonement and sacrifice, and how that, uh, how that sinful people, that God provides a way for sinful people to come into the presence of a holy and just 
God. Uh, again, it has to be noted, and we haven't even gotten to that part, but later on then are all of the rituals, the offerings, the sin, guilt, trespass, burnt offering, and all these. Uh, those are after. The, these are those are after the, the covenant has been made. See, it was the whole message all along is, "I am a holy God. I expect you to be holy, but I know you can't be, so I'm going to make provision for you." on the basis of atonement and justification. Uh, but it involves an acknowledgement of sin. Uh, and it involves an understanding that something sinless has to die in your place. It will take your sin away from you. And you will take upon yourself its innocence and so forth. All that, of course, is depicted. And we'll, we'll, God willing, we'll study the uh, offerings and the the rituals that will go with this. So first, the material for the tabernacle, then the building of the, the, the making of the furnishings, and then the completion of the tabernacle itself using material that God himself said to use. Don't just use any material. Use this or use this or use this. There's a reason for it. And then God in the tabernacle with the priesthood ministering, the presence of God is in the midst of his people, okay? So you have three tribes, three tribes, three tribes, and they move like that. That's how they move. Uh, they move right along uh, in, in perfect symmetry. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I think I about used it up, <coughs> so I better stop. Let's pray. Father, thank you for how you attend to us in your own special way. We thank you for how you promise us your presence and the grace that you extend to us. Bless us as we continue to study your word. In Jesus' name, amen.